Hello. So I'm sorry for not being consistent. I tried updating on Saturday, but there were some issues uh, with the app I use. So I'm uploading it today. Chapter number four of Young and Free by Maisha Te. You can read the book on Wattpad. And there we go. It had been more than a week, or almost two weeks, but Jimin couldn't care less. Since for almost every second of the day passing by, he had been regretting, not thinking much before leaping to the first chance he had gotten, which spiraled him into a cob of events and led him to here. His early morning started with instant coffees, and all throughout the day he would have a hard time digesting his food, which was not his mom's food. In fact, the taste very much differed from back in home. He'd been having it hard sharing a room. Too, with a senior that seldom spoke to him, rest it was necessary. Actually, Jimin hardly even saw him. Yoongi would leave before Jimin would wake up and come back when it was dark in the night, and Jimin was fast asleep on his window side bed. But his roommate was not the only problem. The other boys from the bulletproof Boy Scout dorm were very much distant themselves, wrapped inside their own bubbles. But they also had another big bubble wrapping them up as the sex, and Jamil could not get inside it. Often he would find them chattering by themselves, playing games, sharing food, or completely involved in such an animated conversation that they would not even notice he was there. Jamil thought if he was invisible. Sometimes he did think that back at home too, but now it was poking him on the face. He really sometimes wondered if no one saw him, not because he was small in height, but because he was such an in an uninteresting being that he'd go unnoticed by anyone. The thought churned inside his brain again as he stood up after finishing his lunch in the social science cafeteria and walked to the side where they sold packaged food. His tray had most of its food untouched, as he could hardly get used to the food of Seoul or the university canteen, and considered eating bread instead. But from the corner of his very eyes, he saw the blue-haired boy from his dorm with his other peers sitting in a table and rambling on about something, pushing him by the shoulder, making faces at him, and all those boys and girls around him. Clad in extravagant clothes, having the most eye-catching hairstyles or makeup, or both, laughed and cheered. Something Jimin could never see himself be a part of. He knew he saw Taehyung's eyes swiftly trailing him before they avoided back to the people he was with. Jimin kind of wished he would give him a smile of acknowledgement at least. Among all the others, Jimin felt him as the most intimidating and someone he would not get along with. Yet, he longed for some kind of a small high because they were born in the same year, other than living in the same dorm. Next in line was Jin, who he thought would be wishy-washy, only to find him as this really bossy senior who cooked his own meal perfectly, did all his chores, and expected from everyone else to be that perfect too. But they were only bachelors living in a boy's dorm, of course. Jimin was exceptional, and no matter how Jimin tried, that scrupulous boy would not stop nitpicking. Namjoon was a dorm mate. Jimin hardly ever saw, but he was not that charming as he had broken Jimin's glasses two days ago after he sat on it on the sofa carelessly. And now Jimin did not have an aid for his reoccurring migraine. 
Jungkook was a boy of nefarious manner, even being the youngest. Sometimes he acted so friendly and spoke with an informal tone, as if Jimin was not older than him. But he bit his tongue back. Not to mention that Jungkook often stole his underwear and other attires and acted like it was a mistake. Jimin thought that too at first, but then the incidents happened so many times. Jimin had to believe they were intentional. The only one who Jimin really liked was Ho Sok, the journalism major who worked with the university newspaper and magazines. He was a free-spirited and kind, godlike creature Jimin truly respected in the house. Can I have a milk bun, please? He pulled out his wallet from his back pocket while he shifted between his left leg to right. He wondered how many days he could pass eating so unhealthy like this. Two slender fingers. Tentatively dug down into his wallet, pulling down two ten-dollar bills. Jimin washed it all with dough eyes before sw- shifting them to the side to find the blue-haired boy standing there alone, his rectangular-shaped smile a bit apologetic. Sorry, I'm short on money to pay for the lunch. I'll pay you back soon. Promise. Sehyung waved the money in the air. Jimin could only gasp a little before trying to say something, but he was gone. Taehyung was gone, and just like that, Jimin now only had a few changes in his wallet. Keep the bun. After getting back to reality, Jimin could only say that to the register as he put his almost empty wallet back in his back pocket. Who is that? He was then met with another familiar face, the feline-looking girl from his major, with her hair up in a ponytail. She bought a yogurt drink for herself as she peered at him. Do you want me to buy that bread for you? No, I lost my appetite. Truth is, I lost my money. But Sangha didn't need to know that, because Sangha and he were not that close to share financial problems, though they had their own fair share of spilling secrets. But Sangha was different than Jimin. She already had a lot of friends here, even though she was older than almost everyone in the class. Sangha was a social butterfly. Jimin was not. And Jimin did not want to bother her by making it clear that she was his only friend here. As if things were already not sore enough, it started pouring outside again, probably for the third or fourth time for the week. And the shorter lad did not have an umbrella. He was going to buy one today, but luck, money, and Taehyung were not by his side. He could only sigh before putting his bag over his head and running for it, running for the evening bus. Albeit that did not help him. Jimin was soaked head from the toe when he reached the bus. When his soaked body jostled against the people that had the bus packed with, they whimpered, groaned, and billowed. Some even cursed so loudly Jimin could hear that there was nothing he could do but to flush red in shame as water droplets fell from his dark hair, his socks heavy, filled with rain, making him feel uncomfortable. He could only utter words of apology. That was the hardest and most embarrassing bus ride in his life, which also felt the longest. He could not wait until it was over, and when it was, dark clouds had already nestled in, and the desolation of the night was hunched over his shoulders. Water droplets fell again, not from his hair this time, but from his eyes. He missed home. He wanted to go home, but there was no home. And Jimin did not even have a room to himself to cry alone when he reached the dorm, and he had been holding it so long that he hardly could anymore. 
Nothing felt welcoming here in this foreign city soul. Nothing settled his restless mind. He regretted coming here, but he knew he'd be regretting too if he did not and stayed back in Busan. He thought he'd be okay here by himself. He thought he'd be stronger, but it had been only it only had been a few days, and he'd been feeling so suffocated each day that at the moment he was sure that he was wrong. Jimin was not okay, and Jimin definitely was not strong. He had already come down to the end of his tether. Yet the harshest thing was, there was nowhere to go from here. Author note: If you're having a hard time and feeling like there is nowhere to go, please stay strong a little. I know it is hard, but I believe you can do this. Breathe. Not alone. I'm just a person behind your screen, but I want you to know. I'm here for you, and I believe in you. That was the author note, and it was really sweet of her. But I have a note for you too. If we are alive, we can't live without getting hurt. But know that there is no wound that can't be healed. You always make someone extremely happy. You're such a nice friend. I don't know where else I could have got you. So this was something I told my friend too, but I wanted people to know this too. I actually wrote this for my friend, but I want you all to know, you are all special. You were born for a reason. Please don't feel like you're useless. You're because you're not. You're worth everything and much more. Please eat at time. Please drink water. Stay hydrated. Take care of yourself. Walk out when the things get hard, please. I hope you're doing okay. That was it. Bye.